I think God's already had his way in the worship service. People praying, getting renewed in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We can make it. Amen. We can well possess the land. Whatever you're facing, whatever problem is in your life, I want to tell you, you can make it. All it takes is a made-up mind. You get a made-up mind. My pastor used to say, and you get a bulldog grip on it. Amen. I'm not going to be lost. I'm going to make it to heaven. I'm going to take my children to heaven. Amen. I'm telling you, your children will probably, more than likely, almost all the time, they almost end up just like their parents. Praise God. Woo, somebody throw a, like a water balloon got thrown at me. Amen. Would you be happy if they ended up just like you? Two amens. Well, if you wouldn't be happy, you need to change, sounds like. Hallelujah. Because it's going to happen. Psalm 149 and 1. You've heard this maybe a thousand times. The Bible says, Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. They were singing a new song tonight. I love it when they sing a new song. I like to watch people's face to see if they're mad or if they like it. Amen. When you sing a new song, you're being obedient to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible said, And His praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in Him that made Him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their King. Let them praise His name in the dance. Where do y'all get all that? We get it from the Bible. But actually, before I knew this was in the Bible, it was fire. Shut up in my bones. He bad. Praise Him in the dance. Let them sing praises unto Him. With the timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. Man, the Lord loves to pe- see people praise him. It's a delight to the Lord to watch people praise him off of the drawing board of their own heart. This is what I come to preach about. He will beautify. Everybody say, He will beautify. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Amen. Not the world beautifying. But the Bible said, He will beautify the meek with salvation. And I want to preach for just a little while from this title, if y'all will help me tonight. I need God's help. It's going to be, What is Beauty? I think we're living in a generation where young people need to know what beauty really is. Well, Hallelujah. Well, praise God. 
There's some married men that need to know what beauty really is. There's some unmarried men that need to know what beauty is. There's some older married men that need to know what beauty really is. There's some women in this house that need to know what beauty really is. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise God in this house. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on, join up with somebody. Come on, we're about to run the devil out of town. We're about to run the devil out of somebody's mind. We're about to take dominion in this city and in this church. And somebody's going to take dominion in their marriage. In their home. By the word of God. I said by the word of God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Now somebody shout, the devil is a liar. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I want to preach to you this, what God gave me this afternoon in my office at the house. And it's simply, what is beauty? Amen. The Bible said he will beautify the meek with salvation. Amen. And so the question come to me in my office, what is beauty? Amen. What is beautiful? Amen. And while I was praying in that room, amen, the question came to me, then the answer came to me. It depends on who you ask. It depends on what spirit you're trying to please. Depend on what nature you're trying to fulfill. Amen. I want to preach to you what beauty really is. Amen. It don't come from humanity or it don't come from Hollywood. It don't come from TikTok, but it comes from God. The Bible said he will beautify the meek. Come on, I don't know what you're looking for tonight, but I'm looking for the beauty of God uh, to pour out upon every home and every marriage and every family. Uh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Man, to the world, the more sensual you are, the more beautiful you are. Boy, these, to the world, the more masked and disguised you are, the more beautiful you are. To the world, the more provocative you are, the more beautiful you are. Hallelujah. To the world, the more of not yourself you are, the more beautiful you are. Amen. You know what the world hates? They hate what God created. I come to defy every devil in hell. Every temptation, every pressure of the world uh, that would come against God's people. We're not trying to keep up with the stars of this world. Uh, 
We're not wanting to look like them. We don't want to act like them. We don't want to drink what they drink. Boy, I feel like stomping the devil in this house. To the world, the way that God made you is not beautiful enough. To the world, the way that your DNA was handed down to you is not good enough. And there's pressure on every hand to become something that you are not. Amen. Let me just help you rest a little while and tell you you're not pleasing God by trying to be something that you are not. You're not pleasing God when you get on social media. Come on, can I help somebody in this house? Amen. Beauty comes from God. God makes all different kinds of people, all different colors of hair, all different colors of eyes, all different colors of skin. Amen. Don't try to change it. Don't try to cook yourself until you change into another color. Don't, don't pour stuff on it till it changes. Don't paint it up till it changes. Just say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God, you are in control. I'm to the world, the more ornamentation that you've got on you, the more beautiful you are. Let me tell you, the ornamentation began long before humanity ever made it. There was an angel named Lucifer that had every ornament on him you could think of. Every precious metal and every precious stone was upon him. He was to reflect the glory of God. And the Bible said he was beautiful because he had all that stuff. Amen. But then the Bible said he got lifted up in himself because of the beauty. So when you get to the New Testament, it don't matter if it's Peter preaching to the Jews or it's Paul preaching to the Gentile church. He said, do not put on ornamentation. Uh, Amen. Uh, The Bible said, let your ornaments uh, be a meek and a quiet spirit, uh, which in the sight of God is great value. Uh, Hey, I come to preach to you. Beauty don't come from diamond rings. Beauty don't come from gold necklaces. Beauty comes from the glory of God. Beauty comes from a right spirit. Come on, let's praise God in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, the world tries to get our ladies to paint themselves from their head to their toes. Your toes ain't pretty enough. The way God made them, go ahead and paint them whatever color you want. He tell you that ain't going to make them beautiful in God's eyes. Your fingers ain't pretty enough is what the enemy will tell you. Go ahead and paint them up. Your face ain't pretty enough. Go ahead and cover it up and disguise the person God made you to be. I come to defy that spirit. 
Beauty is what God made. Beauty is what God made. It don't get any better than the creation of God. Hallelujah. Tries to get them to cover. Cover their faces. Because people won't. They're going to think less of you. They see that pimple or, or a little scar or something. I want to know who, who you're trying to get your affirmation from tonight. I want to know who you're trying to please tonight. Come on, we're here to break some lies. The reason Pentecost is trying to change and quit preaching against everything is they believe the lie too. (laughs) You don't have to do that. You don't have to paint yourself up. And then when time comes, when that hair begins to change colors. And, woo, I don't want people to think I'm old. This Bible talks about the white hair. It's a glory is what this Bible says. Do you know what that means? said it's a glory to God. Can you imagine somebody wanting to change their glory into something else? You're saying God don't know what he's doing. You're saying God don't make beautiful things. You're listening to the wrong voices. Boy, I may get some help. I may not. It really don't matter. You got to listen to the right voices. Uh, Hey, can I tell you, if mama don't figure this out and grandma don't figure this out, they ain't going to figure this out. You pass things down from generation to generation. I don't know how many times I've said it. A victim will always raise a victim. And then that victim will raise a grandchild victim. It just passes down. Vanity will always create vanity. You just got to get a hold of it. You got to take it by the nap of the neck. Say, oh no. I'm created by God. Come on, help me right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I've always said that women would not be near as tempted to be like the world if men weren't attracted to the world. If all you can do is talk about how beautiful somebody else's wife is and 
make comments about other women, looking at stuff on the phone and on the computer, and oohing and on. You're the problem. It ain't the wife. She's the weaker vessel. You need to learn what's beautiful and what ain't. Godliness is beautiful. This Bible said, worship God in the beauty. The beauty of holiness. So it's pressure. It's pressure on women. It's also pressure on men. Amen. It's men try to uh, take their own facial hair and make it makeup. Try to create a certain look. And, amen. D- don't tell me it ain't anything other than that. Amen. I- I've studied it from the beginning of time to yesterday. Amen. I, I want to tell you there's always pressure on people. Amen. You can study history all through the Middle Ages. When one king would grow him a big beard, all the men would grow him a big beard. And then when one king or Caesar or whatever would arise, he would be clean shaven. Everybody wanted to be clean. What is that? It's the pressure of the world. Well, it's getting tight in here. I might just stay here for a little while. Hey, don't, don't think it's just men or just women under pressure. Men are under pressure to conform to what the world looks like. Amen. But if there ever was a time we need men to be men. Well, somebody said, well, that's just, I, I read the Bible and ain't in that. Well, I read the Bible too. About 20 different times. Amen. And I've never seen one thing that said, Thou shalt not have a television. Thou shalt not subscribe to Netflix. Thou shalt not smoke marijuana. Amen. But when something is not listed in the Bible, you take biblical principles and you begin to apply it to that subject. Amen. When God said, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. We need to come out from among them and be separate. Amen. Boy, I feel like preaching today. Hallelujah. Amen. We're all under pressure. I said we're all under pressure. Amen. can tell you the church began at Jerusalem I'm I'm here for a minute now I'm hung up now amen I felt something come against me so I'm going to preach a little while the church began at Jerusalem when the church began it was 100% Jewish and if you study this Bible you'll realize it very quickly went from a Jewish church to a Gentile church There was a lot of Jews that did not accept this. And today in our world, there's very few Messianic Jews. Amen. But the the church became predominantly Gentile. Amen. And when you look at the era that the church was created in, it was created under what you would call Roman and even some uh, Grecian uh, 
input or influence. Amen. The Romans were clean shaven. The Grecians were clean shaven. And history will tell you that the first church was all clean shaven. Matter of fact, if you study history, you'll see that there was a war. And the Latins were coming down to Antioch. This is like a thousand years later. Amen. And, and, and the Latin, I don't approve of this. But the Latins go into Antioch. You know what happened at Antioch? They were first called Christians at Antioch. Amen. Somewhere around, I think it's 1100 year A.D. Amen. The Latins are coming down. They're destroying people of Antioch. They're, they're wanting to kill all the Jews. And what? This is historical. They say, kill all the ones that's got a beard. And the reason it was, they assumed that all the Christians were clean shaven. Well, I keep feeling pushed. I'm just going to keep on. Hallelujah. You know where we get the terminology clean shaven? Cleanliness. Clean and unclean. Amen. When Joseph, when he was coming out of prison, you know what they had to do to him? Why? Because he was gone before Pharaoh and he was considered unclean. He... Hey, hey! I'm telling you, I, all through history, one of them would have it, and then and another one wouldn't, and then it would change, and the culture would change, and one, one king would raise up, and he'd want it, and another one didn't, and it was just like they went from bearded to unbearded, clean shaven, bearded, and all that. Amen. And it just kept on going from generation to generation. Amen. Then came the downpour of the Holy Ghost in Azusa Street. Amen. In the early 1900s after, amen, the dark ages, God began to pour out His Spirit upon people. Amen. And when the Spirit began to come, things began to change. Amen. Different cultures still did things a little bit different. But let me tell you this. Amen. There's nobody in the Western Hemisphere, in the Western culture, that grew a beard for religious purposes. Zero, absolute none. And I don't know why I'm on this, but I'm on it. Uh, amen. I, nobody in Western culture ever, well, I've got this because it makes me feel closer to God. Never one time. So the question would be, why do you got it? Well, and the answer would be, because I like the way it makes me look. I like the way, well, ladies love the way Maybelline makes them look. And every time Maybelline <laughs> was mentioned in the Bible, you know, if you're on live stream, I know it don't say Maybelline. But anytime there was a woman painted up, it was always connected with harlotry. It was always looked down on. It was always a woman doing what she shouldn't have done. When you get to the end of the Bible, Revelation, it's the harlot of Babylon. What is she? The description is she's painted up. She's covered up in paint. Uh, amen. Now, I'm not. Now, you know, if someone's never had the Holy Ghost, I, I am not preaching to you because the Holy Ghost 
is like a point of no return. If you've never spoken tongues, I'm not preaching to you right now. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost changes people. You can't even call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. He said, when you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. Amen. You can't even tell people the truth until you get the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm not preaching about. But what I'm preaching about is somebody that's received the Holy Ghost, spoke in tongues, and they still want to hold on to it. If you still want to hold on to it, tell me what you're holding on to. Don't, don't, listen. I would love to go forward, but for some reason, I'm hung up like a high-centered four-wheeler right now, and I can't. If you had the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues, and you're still holding on to it, that, that ought to tell you there's a spirit connected to it. And the reason I usually don't even say anything about it, I just pray God work on them, is because people get so upset about it. But when somebody gets upset, that's when you know there's a spirit. See, if my, if my pastor called me and said, look, you need to stop wearing brown shoes. I would crack up laughing. Praise God. Why? Because I'm not connected. There's no emotional connection between me and brown shoes. I mean, I like them, but, but if he said stop, I'd just say, well, praise God. I wouldn't get mad. But if he said stop wearing brown shoes, and I, what would that be? That would be an indicator. There's something got a hold of me. Well, <laughs> boy, this may go viral before it's over. Who knows? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But the pre- this is what I was trying to say. The pressure is the same, men or women, to conform to the world. But the early Pentecostals, some of them at Azusa Street, a lot of them had beards for a while. And then people began to get the revelation of Jesus' name baptism. Isn't it amazing when the Holy Ghost comes, it begins to lead you into all truth. Now, if you don't get the Holy Ghost, ain't much I can do to help you. Amen. But they got the Holy Ghost and, and revelation began to lead them into Jesus' name baptism. Praise God. And then it began to lead them into holiness. Into all holiness. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If God liked them, I'd have one. My problem is I would want him to be pleased with it. And I would pray until he showed me what kind to have. And I don't think he'd ever answer that. So I... There was a man got the Holy Ghost in Amity, Arkansas. Sister Donna knows him. Where's Sister Donna at? She was here with her. There she is. 
She knows him pretty good. Amen. He's related to her. Nice guy. I won't tell you his name, but it's her son. Amen. He got the Holy Ghost and he looked at me and he said, you'll never get this beard off of me. I knew I wouldn't before he got the Holy Ghost. I didn't care. I said, well, we'll see. He looked at my son. He said, you'll never get this beard off me. He said, we'll see. We started praying. He started praying. Now, if you ain't praying, it ain't going to happen for you. If, if you ain't praying, you're going to be lost. I, let me just. And he started praying. And he loved to pray. And when he prayed, he'd take his finger and go. Like it was making him more holy or something. He felt Hebrew. So we just kept on praying. And he, he, he's praying one day. I don't remember if he's at the church or at his house or where he was. It was a Monday night prayer meeting. Thank God for Monday night prayer meetings. Amen. He was praying. And he was doing this. And he hears a voice behind him. And it says, that's not supposed to be there. It's one thing for a pastor to preach it and plead with people. But when God gets a hold of you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God got a hold of him. You know what I'm praying? God, you still got that big light. He came back. My son seen him the next service. Didn't recognize the guy. What on earth? All you can say is, I knew God got a hold of him. There was a man. Please forgive me. When the Holy Ghost lets me go to third gear, I'm going. I'm stuck in second right now. There was a man, big hillbilly friend of mine. He made good man. Repented of his sins, got baptized in Jesus' name, got the Holy Ghost and shaved. I didn't tell him to shave, he just shaved. It's nice when people are open to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost began, began to deal with him, he shaved it off. A few services went by, maybe a few months went by, and all of a sudden he began to grow out a little thing again. And he fell on the altar and prayed through again and come back and he was clean again. And there was this cycle starting. And he come to me. I didn't ask him anything. I didn't say anything to him. But he come to me. And he said, every time I start feeling pulled by the world, I start growing a beard. He said, somehow it's connected to my heart. Once again, if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, I'm not preaching to you. When you get it, when you get a clean spirit inside of you, it's going to make you want to be clean from the top of your head 
to the soles of your feet. Hey, I'm not trying to beat people up. I'm trying to show you there is pressure on everybody, but we are well able to overcome it. If you will pray, if you will seek God, he'll help you through it all. So what I'm saying is, I've never seen it where it was the isolated only issue. It was always connected to something else. It was almost like it was the fruit of rebellion. Like when something would begin. My Lord, it's tight. When he wanted to go back by the liquor store after God had already delivered him up. I couldn't see his refrigerator, but I could see the fruit that something wasn't right down inside. Don't think people just struggle with a little. There's always more. There's always something else that you can't see below the surface. You know what you need? You don't need to beat people up. You need to get on your face before God because them people are on their way. If they don't change, it's trouble. Seems like compassion would move upon people. My Lord, I'm stuck. I'm a hoshana makalabosa. I don't want us to lose the power. I don't want us to lose the separation. Don't don't look at hundred-year-old picture. Well, he had the Holy Ghost and he's got a beard. Don't you know God was working on that man just like he's working on us? The same God that travels and speaks to everybody. Praise God. Praise God. I'm telling you, the pressure is on. Pressure from every corner to look like them. Whatever happened to a light? Don't you know light don't look like darkness? Don't you know just a little candle in a 40-acre field of darkness, just one little candle... Makes everything turn toward. We don't become like the world to save the world. Hey Amen. Let them see something different in you. Let them see somebody separated. Let them see somebody willing to do whatever God wants them to do. Hallelujah. My Lord. Let me see. Praise God. Because the world wants people to look like it. The pressure, the pressure of fads is so ridiculous. The pressure of a fad, hear me, is so ridiculous. And I I, I could not 
if it's holiness fad, I could care less. But it cracks me up. Amen. I've I've seen somebody one day and they had the front of their shirt tucked in. And all the rest of it was untucked. And I thought, boy, that looks silly. Did they forget to tuck it all in? And then I turned around and there was somebody else. And then I come to church, there was 40 others. And I thought, where did they learn this? And I don't care if you want to tuck part of it in. It you know, I'm not going to do it. Amen. I mean, y'all understand, I'm just telling you, I'm showing you the power of a fat. There's a school called Calvary Academy in North Little Rock. And somebody went to school one day with their, I'm talking about a kid, about Cooper's age. Come here, Cooper. Praise God. There was some kid like Cooper. I don't know who he was. But he brought his lunch in a Walmart bag. Praise God. And then the next day, there were several kids brought their lunch in a Walmart bag. Okay, you can go sit down. It wasn't you. Then it come to the point where kids would not take their lunch pail that really costed money because they didn't want other kids to make fun of them because they didn't have a Walmart bag. Hey, you think I'm, pl- I'm not playing. I'm telling you, the pastor's wife got so mad because her son was crying because he didn't have a Walmart bag. She said, this is ridiculous that you're not cool if you ain't got a Walmart bag. Total true story. You're laughing. Because yours ain't a Walmart bag. But when Hollywood begins to do something, How in the 80s did all the the women have those shoulder pads in their dresses? Their shoulders. (laughs) They may be the Lord. What was it? They had this poof. I don't care if you do that. But I want you to know you're following something. It's fine to follow holiness. But when we start following them, we're in trouble. Okay, this is what I come to preach about. I'm sorry. Give me five minutes. I'm having way too much fun. The Bible says, but God beautifies the meek. 
Let me just save you a whole lot of trouble. You don't have to scroll Pinterest trying to figure out what's beautiful, what's cool. You can get in this book. Let God beautify you. Amen. First of all, let me tell you who God is going to beautify, and I'm really, I'm really getting close. The meek. Everybody say the meek. Meek means you're mild of temper, soft, you're gentle, not easily provoked or irritated. And here's the important one. You're yielding. Everybody say yielding. The Bible said God beautifies the meek, the ones that yield to him, the ones that ain't hotheads, the ones that are gentle. God beautifies them with something. And it's called salvation. I'll tell you what's beautiful. It's when God fills somebody with the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you what's hard on people is sin. Talk to them people out there and they say, how old are you? I'm 24. Look, 54. You know what's beautiful? is when God puts salvation on you. And begins to change even what you look like. Praise God. Y'all got any pictures up there? I look before my camera. The world pressures people to look like it. Man, Sister Lala said we were smiling in the pictures. But we were so miserable inside. Let me tell you what. This is what the world says is beautiful. Let me show you what God says is beautiful. Oh, come on. Shalabaye asatalabaha. It's just, why do, you, why do they look like they do? Because all the other ones do. When God begins to work on people, He begins to change them. You this beauty, this holiness, this glow about them. Uh, amen. Hurry up. Look at this wild guy. I just knew he had a picture with his hat turned sideways. That's what I thought. Anyway, look. See what God changes people? Ain't it beautiful when God does it? Keep on. Sister Heather, we love her. But you know what? The devil wanted to change her into something 
He wanted to destroy you. But God said no. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Keep on. Y'all don't even know who that is yet. Y'all have no idea. Next slide. But look what the Lord can do. He beautifies the meek with salvation. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Stand together with me. Is that all of them? That's all of them. Sister Trish, I wanted to get a picture of you in that old bar in Crockett, Texas. And to see you shouting the victory. Lift your hands to the Lord together. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let God help you. Come on, if you're struggling right now, just let God beautify you. Come on, young girls, let God beautify you. Come on, y'all, y'all come on out here, young girls. Come out here. Come on, all the unmarrieds. Boys, y'all come out here. Young marriage, y'all come to the pressure zone. Hello, Mosi. Hallelujah. Come on, young ladies. Come on, the world wants to turn your life into trash. Wants to defile you. Come on, young men. Come on, reject the appeal of the world. Come on, reject it right now. Come on, girls, cry until the Holy Ghost is falling on you. There's nothing more beautiful than the holiness. Come on. Come on, parents, grandparents, come around them. Come around these young couples. Come pray with them. Come help them. Come on, we're standing against the pressure of the world. Come on. (laughs) 